This is The Street Life. I play The Street Life with Greg Russell. A program here to eliminate the stigma and address the issues that can affect your community. And now, The Street Life with Greg Russell. Welcome back, Atlanta. How we doing? It's your boy, Greg. We're here on the Old Fashioned Health Network, and we're with another Street Life podcast. All new this year, guys, and it's been a long time, and I have not been more excited. And finally, back at home where I belong. It's been so crazy. Guys, um, a lot has happened. A lot has happened out here, and we're going to discuss that, you know, all through the podcast we're going to have plenty of guests, plenty of people come by and really just give us some knowledge on some things that we need to know. This is the New Street Life Podcast, guys. On your ride home, 7 o'clock every Wednesday, please be sure to download us on your Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast music and listen to, Right? So I'm excited, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. We have a DJ over here. What's going on, my man? You all right? On, yeah. Man. All right, all right, man. Glad to be back in the building. You know, COVID has really did a number to us, man. And I guess it's just one of those things that we probably would never stop talking about. The year 2020 is really like did everybody in. It's put everybody's lifestyle at a halt. So today I really want to discuss some things um, as far as education. And how our kids are being affected by this COVID-19 and the learning process and even our teachers. I got a good friend of mine here today, guys, Russell Johnson, you know, um, Morehouse graduate. Guys, we went to school together, grew up together pretty much, you know, graduated from Morehouse and has been teaching math and coaching for the last 16 years. 16 long years. 16 boss. long years. Welcome, Russell. Welcome, man. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. I just want to take this time to say that, Greg, you have the epitome of what a radio voice sounds like. <laughs> that is dope, man. I'm proud of you. Russell. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Still working on it. Still working on it. Oh, man. I know just like myself, you and your family has been affected by COVID. Yep. yep. Yes? Yep. How have you been dealing with it? One day at a time, man. Trying to get used to the new norm. Uh, that's what they call it, right? <laughs> it's the new norm, man. That's, right. that's what it is. You just got to adapt and overcome. So far, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're doing what we need to do as a family to make sure that we don't skip a beat. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's good, man. Um, I know it's even harder now that um, you're a teacher and then you have kids as well to go to school. Nice. Yeah. So how is that? Um, how have you been dealing with it as a teacher? Uh, you talking about what? Dealing with the kids while they're in school or just? Uh, just being a teacher through this uh, pandemic oh man you don't understand um teaching from home uh with your kids being at home at the same time is definitely a, a double feat you know what i'm saying right. I, I tip my hat to my wife danielle johnson i i thank the god for you boss. <laughs> without you being at the house we definitely wouldn't make it but right uh, she's, right she's, she's pretty much more money on, oh yeah she's pretty much taking on uh the role of making sure the kids do what they're supposed to do as far as their classes and their meals go while i pretty much stay in my little corner cubicle of the house okay teach my classes right on. right yeah. so have you um i know a lot a lot of teachers haven't been going back to school where they just transitioning to going back to school yeah. so before that you were at home teaching as well mm-hmm. how did that work out and what what challenges did you have uh well with me personally i didn't 
the only challenge I had was the technology. Uh, getting used to the different forms of technology that I now have available for me to make sure we can enhance the uh, scholars learning uh, chances at the house. Uh, so that was my only issue was getting used to all the different forms of technology that I now have access to. But the teaching aspect is is really no difference. Um, right now I'm using an uh, iPad that I can share with my uh, laptop to where I use the iPad as a, a writing board, a whiteboard. Okay, okay. Because uh, at first... We didn't have the capabilities of being able to use a whiteboard because if you showed that in the Zoom, it would show it backwards. And, of course, oh. me being uh, not really savvy with the technology, <laughs> wasn't aware of the fact that you have a mirror button that you can hit that would make it straighten up. But Oh, okay, again, okay. Somebody uh, had to show you. Oh, yeah, yeah, they had to show me that. And I, I learned that today. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, I've been using my iPad as the, the writing board and writing utensils for the most part and it shares data real time. The kids are at the house. Uh, my students are at their houses. They also have iPads using the okay. same app. So they can actually show me their work. Uh, they can share their screen. I can see their work, too. Also, working through Google Classroom, when they submit their work, I can see it, uh, edit it right then and there, submit it back to them. They can see my edits. So we can just share information like that. Okay. So do you guys, I mean, are you actually able to see the students? Oh, yeah. It's just like having your own classroom. Literally. Like, I can see on the Zoom, you can have them on a the panel. And you can see each student. Uh, they'll all be muted. Uh, well, normally in a regular class setting, they would be muted. Me personally, I teach off a of call and response type uh, role. So it's like I like to be able, my students to be able to respond to me immediately right. instead of having to take the time to mute themselves, say what they need to say, and then right. mute again. As long as it's not a lot of background noise in their homes at the time, I prefer that they stay unmuted. That way they can respond immediately. And if they ask questions, just like I would see them in the classroom, they'll right. raise their hand, right. I call them out. They'll say what they need to say. I can address them and assess them immediately and give them feedback on what they need feedback on. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I know my son is doing it. I really haven't seen, I don't know, I guess I can see his teacher speaking and everything. Mm-hmm. But as far as the other students and everything, I don't really see them right. on the screen as well. But uh, side note, have you ever had some parents talking in the background? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> and it's funny, though, because the students, they'll be the main ones that are embarrassed. And I'm like, this natural. Right, like, I right. Expected. You'll see, because on any random day, you'll see my little three-year-old run across the screen and coming down and talk to <laughs> my daddy, can we play? Not right now, baby girl, but it's life. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if they're already at the house, you have to take that into consideration now. The kids are extremely embarrassed when their parents start talking or when the brother bops in the room. Uh, I had one parent, like, literally start going in on the child because wow. they forgot to do the dishes. Wow. And uh, they didn't realize that they were live. And I told them, man. You better get in there and do them dishes. <laughs> <laughs> you better handle your business. Okay. Yeah. But it's like my, my personality is I try to make them feel as comfortable as possible to where there's no need to feel embarrassed. As, as a teacher, it is your job to make the student feel as comfortable as possible, be able to ask you anything, uh, come to you with anything. So they, they know it's not that serious of a situation in my room where something like that was to happen. It, it, there's no need to be embarrassed. It's life, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It'd be kind of funny to me too, as well. You have the parents in the background just talking randomly yeah, and just yeah, don't yeah. realize their life. Right. You know, what if they're cursing and everything? You just, no. The embarrassing <laughs> thing is if they walk past you and forget that they're alive. My wife has done that a couple of times. I had to stop her at the door, uh, trying to go to uh, coming out the shower. Like, nah, oh, wow. I'm not trying to get. It's too early for that. Exactly. It's too like, early. These kids are way too young to see that right now, ma. Like, they're gonna be damaged all uh, their lives. No, they're not gonna be damaged. But I don't. Want them having the image of my wife in their mind. <laughs> Duly noted, of course. <laughs> so dealing with the pandemic and everything. Um, as far as you being a teacher, right? Yeah. Um, have you started going back to school? Or are you still 
teaching from the home. Well, we are uh, we're actually starting our uh, we're going to implement our hybrid um, option starting on the nineteenth. Okay, and how does so, that work? Is it like a phase one, a phase two type deal? Not really. Uh, it's pretty much you got half your kids coming on one week, and they go home the week after that, and the other half comes in. So uh, the, the the reason that I, suge- I expect that they're doing this is because um, if there was to be an outbreak, it'd be a lot more controlled. Right, uh, right, right. Around that one you can really kind of home in exactly. on who and where. Exactly. Gotcha, exactly. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so I... So I'm all for it. And the, the way they have it set up was like the teachers, they had the option if they wanted to come back or not. Like I'm fortunate to work at a school that like uh, supports the teachers as much as possible. So good, like good. I've heard about situations where teachers, if they, if they did not come back, then they would either get fired or get their wow. salary cut. Yeah. It was, it's crazy. The stories that I was hearing. And luckily my school uh, wasn't like that. And they told right. you like, nobody's getting fired from this. We understand what's going on. If right, you have a right. uh, condition, we un- understand that. And yeah. what they did was they would send home technology, like new cameras, new uh, microphones right. that uh, they could set up at the house as well as in this room. So me personally, I'm coming back and I have the same options that the teacher who's not coming back has, but the teacher that's not coming back, they hired teacher aides to sit in their classrooms oh. with the students to where the teacher would still be doing the Zoom from the home, but they have it projected on the screen, and they have another camera in the room that shows all the students inside the classroom. Okay, so the okay. Can see the students in the classroom as well as see the students that opted not to come back on the Zoom panel, and pretty much answer any questions. It's real time. It's just like a classroom. You just wow. have two separate. Thanks for taking. Thank you for technology. I mean, things uh, yeah. are really. I mean. Fast forward it real fast, real quick, just because of the pandemic that we're going through. Boss man, if I could see the future, I wish I would have invested in some of these technological companies. Okay, months ago, <laughs> right? We would be rich right now. Uh, I definitely second that, oh, and I, we got to come up with something, right? Somebody I mean, had the inside note and didn't let anybody know. It they always knew. take a tragedy to happen, though. Bro, yeah, you're right about that. It always takes a tragedy. Yeah. Guys, we're sitting here talking about education and the pandemic and how it affects our kids and how we're dealing with it. So we have Brother Russell here to give us that insight, guys. Brother Russell. Yeah, we are here (laughs) on your 7 o'clock ride home with the new Street Life podcast. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. Awesome. Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out. Boy, Greg... Hey, with another Street Life Radio podcast, guys. And we're sitting here with Brother Russell Johnson talking about education and how it how education has been affected by the pandemic, guys. Um, you know, everybody deals with education differently, especially being at home. So, Russell, tell me something. You know, let's give our listeners some advice, you know, especially with being a teacher and a parent. What are some things that you could really tell parents who are homeschooling or who have to homeschool? Because, you know, some parents are unable to go to work. Right. So what kind of advice would you give them when they're homeschooling their kids? Um, invest in your child. Uh, what I mean by that is if you know you're not educationally sound in mathematics, 
and you see your child is struggling, seek out a tutor for your child. Uh, investing in your children now is only going to pay off for you in the long run. Uh, I can't tell you how many students I have right now that are struggling. Luckily, I, because I'm, I am at home, I offer my services more than what I should okay. uh, for my students. But I also have a shameless plug, tutoring service on the side. If your kid, All right, if your child all right. Needs, hey, uh, give them that information so everybody can know now. If your child needs any type of mathematical tutoring services, I do it all online for a low, low price. Uh, you can email me at union. 42 underscore 99 at yahoo.com. That is U-N-I-O-N 42 underscore 99 at yahoo.com. And we can set something up immediately. But yes, you got to invest in your child. Uh, also give your child, like you have to, you got to give your child space to grow. Uh, don't hover them. Don't be a helicopter parent. If you see they're struggling, give them the time that they need, but also let them learn on their own sometimes. Not yeah, a like, helicopter parent. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've seen it. Like, you, you'd be surprised at how many parents I have to literally kind of ch- tell to back away. Like, this is for your child. Let your child, let your child, your child must struggle in life to learn how to become a better person or whatever it is they're trying to do. You can't just make it easy for them the whole time. So let them go through the struggle. Let them try to figure out the answers on their own before you tell them or before you just point them in the right direction. That's the problem nowadays that I realized. I remember when I was a child and I asked my mother what a word meant. She would look at me like I was crazy and tell right. me there's a dictionary. Right. right? Go look or it up. Over there. Go, go look, look it, it up. up. Yeah. Like, and now, like, you don't even have to go get a dictionary. You have a phone. You have a computer in your hand. Google it. <laughs> Please, man. Like, I can't. It, it's amazing how many of our children, our youth today, don't know how to think on their own. Because, you know what? And not meaning to take away from that, I kind of blame technology a little bit because they've made it so convenient. And so accessible to where you don't have to think. And then everything's at your fingertips. Prime example, if you're texting, you know, you type in a couple of words, it'll finish the sentence for you or even spell the word for you. Well, on that note, you got to think about it, though. Is that really a hindrance? Because at the end of the day, think about all the jobs we work. Right. 90% of the stuff you learn in school, and I'm not knocking education. I am a teacher, and I love and I believe in education. But 90% of the jobs you work... Don't have anything to do with what you learned in school. Um, you're right about if, that. Especially if you're working a trade job, like whatever your trade might be, all you need to know is how to count your money, <laughs> calculate your taxes, so how much money the government's taking, and make sure you're not getting played. Besides that, though, the main characteristic you need to be the best worker you can be at your job is how to get the job done. Right, right. Well, transition that to what we were just talking about. If right. you don't know an answer, don't ask somebody for it. Go find out how Go to find do it. Out. Your phone is your tool to do that, right? Right. If I'm not if I'm not that good at my job, you need to become better. Do the research to become better. Right. Like right. Don't. Right. You, and that's why I tell my kids all the time. Like, I, I, your your boss does not care if you're having a bad day. Your no. boss does not care if you're sick. If you don't get the job done, you're fired. Right. So don't 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 sit in my class saying. I, I don't feel good today. Uh, I can't do it. I get it. Yeah. And, and mind you, you're in school. You can be absent, but it's on you to come back and make sure you get the understanding of the information that you missed. Right. A lot of our kids don't have that that drive to make sure you, or that passion. And I said, 
that's the one thing that I kind of pride myself on as far as being a teacher is I, I, I try to instill the responsibility of your education in right. each child. Right. It's and not how important job. it is. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you don't know. Right. If you're just staring at me and nine times out of ten you're going to placate me and just nod your head and tell me you understand. No. I need you to tell me you don't get it. Right. Like, right, you right. have to be verbal about that situation to become better at whatever it is. Again, whether it's your, your class at school, the subject that you're doing, fast forward that to your job. You have to be strong enough to ask the right questions and seek out the knowledge to be right. better, whatever it is. That you there's want to no there's no such thing yeah. as a dumb question. And so truth be told, Greg, to me and you, this this virtual reality, this virtual school that these kids are in. Right. Is the best lesson for life. And think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in a classroom, you can ask for immediately immediate assistance. And nine right. times out of ten, that teacher is going to give that to you instead of let you struggle and figure it out on your own. Or point you in the right direction to how to go get it. They're going to hold your hand and walk you through that problem. Right. Well, you don't have that at the house. Now so you have to get it you done. You have to get it done. Right. You have to figure out how to do it. You have to utilize what the teacher gave you, which are your notes. Or ask questions. Or ask questions to make sure you can succeed. Right. I think, low-key, that this virtual school thing might have been the best life lesson for the majority of our learners. Okay. And it's also on the flip side of that. It also gives the parents a completely different respect for these teachers, these teachers that they would right. normally. And my hat goes off to you guys because you guys do an awesome job. I mean, you're not only just educators, you know, you're your coaches, your psychologists. I mean, you're actually another parent, Facts. you know, doing a job that others aren't willing to do. Facts. And then you guys do not get enough credit. But I give you know, much respect to you and all the teachers out there. And they don't get enough credit. Uh-huh. And that's where, you know, we we fail to realize the importance, like you said, of education and what our teachers are here for. You know, they're not babysitters, but they're here to give your child, you know, the necessary, necessary tools so they can move on in life. Uh-huh. So now they're at home, you have to be a part of that. Right, you have to take part of that and show ownership with your child's education. The best way to compare this to is a college education. If you ever planned on going to college, this virtual reality, a virtual school experience that you're getting right now, simulates that of a college experience in a classroom. Okay, like if you go to a Division One school, nine times out of ten, you're going to be one of 200, 300 kids in that class. Right. Your teacher's not going to know you by name. They're going to know you by a student number, and they're not even going to know your number. No. It's just when you turn your paper in, your number will be at the top of that paper. That's it. So you can't ask questions in class. You have to go see the teacher's aide after school or go to the t- a teacher's office hours. That's essentially what this is right now. Like, you're sitting there at the house getting the instruction from your teacher, it's a little bit different because you can't ask questions, but nine times out of ten, you got to go off of what you get. Those notes you're given that you must utilize to pass your test, study off of them, utilize and do whatever. Like this virtual homeschooling right now is the best life lesson of what a college experience is really going to be like. Yeah. So if yeah. they're struggling now, yeah, then you might need to tighten up if right. you plan on going to college, depending <laughs> right. on what type of college you decide to go so to. So with this virtual learning now um, – do you see more virtual learning going on later on in the future? Because, you know, some parents may be skeptical about allowing allowing their kids to go back to school. Facts. Yeah, the school that I'm at now gave these kids the options. And honestly, it's about a 60-40 split. Uh, 60% of them wanted to come back, but that was just for the social aspects. Uh, but a lot of the parents are real 
sticklers on the health issue of what COVID is going on and because right. the cases are still rising. Uh, I get, I completely get it. So, like, it's definitely a split. Uh, but a lot of kids have opted out of coming back to uh, virtual, uh, coming back to face to face, and maintain the virtual learning experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I learned a lot today, and then I really thank you for coming out and giving us some knowledge about education and how the pandemic is really affecting our kids, and even the good side of it, because. Like you said, they have to take ownership now and really, really do what they're supposed to do. All right. right? (laughs) So go ahead. Last thing to the parents. Parents, I implore you as of right now. Be a parent. Make sure you focus on your children. Make sure you support your children as much as possible with everything that's going on right now with the COVID-19 situation. Your kids are under a tremendous amount of stress that you might not even notice. So be there for your children, support your children, uh, and just do the best job you can to make sure that they're okay. Because, again, just like the song said, children are our future. And if you don't children do what you're supposed to future. do right now, then we're right. going to have a terrible future once we come on the other end. Of okay. And like I said, in street life, everybody plays a part. All right? Everybody plays a part in our society, our community, and even where we are right now. All right? Especially our kids. Okay? So we don't want to see them on the other side of the streets. So, parents, please do your part. All right, guys, I want to thank you once again for checking in with me for your seven o'clock ride home and here on Street Life Radio. Guys, we're going to catch you next week. Same time, same place. Keep on striving. Keep on pushing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.